Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Heat Army podcast. What a week it's been for Gator. Top of the league. You might be able to see by Mickey's name on the bottom of his screen there. Um, absolutely fantastic. We're going to get into it all. We've got uh, the media manager, media officer from uh, Gator FC coming on, Jack McGregor. He's been doing some excellent work as ever. He just seems to get better and better. We'll go a bit of chat to him because obviously he's in and around the team and around the lads, and obviously there must be a fantastic atmosphere going on at the club at the moment, so we're going to be speaking to him. We're also going to have Ross, who was going to be with us last week, but he was ill with COVID. Thankfully, he's a lot better now, and uh, we'll be talking to him about the uh, Gator FC Foundation. And uh, also as well, we'd like to, well, say you might have seen, as I say, one second, I'll put this up. We do have the new website up and running, heedarmy.com. So have a little look there, have a little... Thing. It, it isn't finished yet, it's a work in progress, but we'll be adding to it over the next couple of weeks and uh, hopefully we'll be putting a few uh, you know, bits and bobs on there and make it more uh, engaging for people to come along and watch Gated. So heedarmy.com, get yourself there after the show, mind, after the show. Um, also as well, we're on a bit of a housekeeping here. We'd like to wish a very happy birthday yesterday to Debbie Bailey. There she is. So happy birthday, I think she's 25. I know I was looking at that that's a that's a that's a that's a I was going to say a man's drink but I don't want to be derogatory but uh, you know that's a, that's a that's a big drink that's that. a, that's a Debbie Bailey gin glass is it wow <laughs> I'll tell you what I wouldn't make a good drink with Debbie Bailey I'd be under the table I'd just sniffing that um be easier just getting a repeal it would. Um, so uh, many happy returns to Debbie for yesterday as well. And and today it is Carl Magney's birthday as well. So happy birthday, Carl Magney, 33 years young. And um, say back at the club for a second stint and uh, say back top of the league. Uh, say not a bad way to come back to the club. So that is what we're doing, talking about as, as well as we'll be talking about um, Hereford last week. On Saturday, and also we'll be looking forward to Leamington on Saturday coming uh, at home. Uh, and someone said Mickey's mic is quiet, so um, we may have to lean a little bit further forward into that Mickey to talk. And we'll get... There we go, that's better. Hope that isn't your, your battery dying and your thing. But uh, we've got a few uh, messages. I mean, it is fully interactive. The podcast you haven't been here before. It's all about Gates FC, of course. And I'm going to click on this message here. We've got one from Craig Hilton. Good evening, lads. How are you? What result on Tuesday night? Top of the league. Get in. It certainly was. We've got one from Dave. Good evening. We are top of the league. Uh, I think we're going to get a few of them tonight. Um, Mason Ford. Uh, even good. I missed the game due to testing positive. Hopefully, I'm COVID free before Saturday. Fingers crossed. I hope you're all right. Um, yeah. Get well soon. Even lads. How are you doing tonight? From Gordon. Doing a lot better. Being top of the league. And Dave has put out, uh, said Mickey's mic is quiet. Hopefully it's been rectified. And uh, even lads, hope you're both well from David Tron. And we've got uh, Jack Bannum, a uh, friend of the show, Brackley fan, messaged in as well. And uh, f- actually, I forgot to put this up here. This is uh, I was going to put. Yeah, this is the, the new website here. If anyone would like to go and have a little look there, we've put, we can put articles up here and advertising commentaries and things like that. So. We're going to be adding more to it. And we've got a new um, email address as well to contact the show out of hours. Um, so if you want to email the show, it is contact at heedarmy.com. That's contact at heedarmy.com. So if anyone wants to get in contact with the show, they can. And uh, Gordon, no, the phone lines are not open tonight. Um, so yeah. Is Mike Davies at work? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're fine. So uh, spot on, right. 
let's get into it, Mickey. Um, see, I'll put the the fantastic. Well, we're going to talk about this uh, in the background when we have um, uh, the man himself on, Jack McGregor. Uh, as I say, <laughs> the players getting used to him being in the tunnel, hiding there. But what a <laughs> what a performance! Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You go to Gate to FC uh, TV on um, YouTube and see if this is where this footage is from. And see, there we go, footage from GFC YouTube. Get yourself on there, like and subscribe to that as well, as well as subscribing to us. But um, what a performance on Tuesday. Telford, first 90 seconds, had my heart in my mouth. Um, they first just, 20 minutes, to be honest, Dave. Yeah, they hit us hard, didn't they, at the beginning and, and got a great, I mean, it was a great strike for the goal, but we were chasing shadows a little bit around the box at the beginning, weren't we? Well, we didn't we didn't get started. I mean, uh, I sent you the interview from Paul Card, and I thought I totally agree with what he said. They were the better team for the first twenty minutes. We just couldn't get started or closing down. But I always thought once we got one, we'd get more than more than one. To be fair, yeah. And so it proved as soon as we got level, didn't take much longer, and I felt sorry for that. The big lad at the front there, I think he was number six for Hereford. Uh, Street. Theo Street. I felt sorry for that lad. He got rid of Blackett and Langstaff. Come on. Yeah. Oh, he but there you go. There's, there he is there. Uh, having a chase for Cam, but I think it was there. But uh, yeah, I see. It was, it was just, you know, obviously they hit us early, got the goal. Uh, we had to work to get into it. Get into, we had to get into a straight. We had to wait to get into a straight. It was a great strike uh, from uh, Goodridge. But yeah, I'll, but I say there's some decent strikes from Gator players when it when we got back level. Um, I say the goals will be on here in the background, but you know credit to the fans as well. Fantastic atmosphere as well, wasn't it? Yeah, never give up. The clothes line are just getting better and better. Um, <laughs> I'm waiting for the song with Paul Blaggett. Like, uh, have we not got one yet? I've never heard one. Oh. I had a new one for Greg Ollie, but I didn't. I heard some of it, but I didn't hear the challenge. The challenge has been set then to the clothesline. Let's get a song uh, for Paul Black. That was a beautiful save, that as well. There, he made uh, two good saves in uh, a short space of time. Did uh, Griffiths, the goalkeeper for Telford, when uh, Campbell hit this, hit the one, yeah, as a, it's a good one, yeah. And oh, it's, it's just there, uh, Charters as well. Uh, very impressed with that young lad. I mean, he, he, he had to switch to left back in the second half. And uh, you know, he didn't look out of place, he just he adds adds into what we've already got. I mentioned in the commentary with Mark Rovers that it's just another versatile player, and um, you know, he slotted into the system very well. Um, poor Carl Magny had to go off at half time, he looked like he pulled his hamstring halfway through the first half or maybe 10 15 minutes before the end. Um, and as I say, I think he I don't think he was expected to be playing to be honest, but uh, as I say, he put a shift in, but as I say, he. Helped in the build-up for one of the goals. Yeah, he did. Um, well, I, I seen what you were, when he was running through, and he just seemed to pull up. I don't know yeah. if it was the back of his knee or a hamstring. Uh, it's nothing serious, just a precaution, hopefully. Well, judging by what Louis Story said today, it seems like it's pretty much the same squad. So. Yeah, well, I've got, uh, I've got what Louis Story uh, Louis Story said uh, to play out. Um, as well, but want all your all your messages in as well. I mean, what were your thoughts being there? It was a great atmosphere. The goals were fantastic, and Paul Blackett as well. I mean, in the first twenty minutes, you mentioned Dave. You know, it was a bit of a struggle. The balls up to Paul Blackett weren't the greatest, though. 
aiming for his head half the time. But when he got the ball to his feet, look what he did. And and the first goal was a beautiful, you know, slide and finish. Mm-hmm. But the, the you know the build up play as well was just phenomenal. Yeah, it was. It was excellent. I mean, to me, the Paul Black, you, yeah, he's 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 stocky, but he's not he's not the type of person that's there to hold it up. You you slide the bar through for him to run onto. Yeah, but in my opinion, anyway, in his first goal just epitomised that. That's mm-hmm. what that's where Paul Blackett is going to get your goals. Certainly, I mean, is. I'm just watching footage on my head now. To be fair, oh yeah, beautiful. Uh, that's a really good one. But I'm, I'm just, I'm just looking at this footage. Here. We'll be talking about it with Jack. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. It takes Sky Sports stuff like the doc, the, the way he's documenting things is absolutely beautiful. This is it here. Watch the way he dancing around them. Oh. There we go. Fantastic, back heel by Greg Ollie and Army. Oh, yeah, I know. They say it's just sublime. I mean, it was hard. I mean, I know it is. I know Paul Black had got the the man of the match, but I thought Hunter was fantastic. Ollie was good. Uh, I I thought that was outstanding. There was a lot of of candidates on Tuesday night, and it was just. You know, to go top of the league and have the, the team firing on all cylinders like that. And then, you, you know, we mentioned it shortly, Danny Greenfield back as well. Wow. He looked sharp. He looked fast. He looked, you know, and the mid, especially with losing Dan Ward um, to injury for a few weeks, that's a massive plus having Danny come back into the mix. It is. It's, it's, Dan, we all know how good a player Danny Greenfield is. Um, he's just a, another string to the bow, and I think it was Mark that said on commentary the midfield options we've got. Let's hope Forbes he can get himself fit and stay fit. Yeah, because that lad is a Rolls Royce of a player. He certainly and is. Um... If we can keep him fit, it'll be what. If you can get everyone fit on a match day, I know you kind of get everyone fit. There's always going to be little knocks around the team. Ad Elliott Forbes, Danny Greenfield, if we can keep Taylor Charters and hopefully get Matty Jacob signed up till the end of the season. If we can get them two low knees signed up to the end of the season. Said Davy, we've got Magni in, who can play at centre half, play a full back, got an extra midfielder in. Danny and Elliot Forbes would just make that squad absolutely amazing. It certainly does. On my cameras, I just had to fiddle with my camera there. That's why I went off the screen. But as I say, it was just a, you know, you talk about it all the time, that the um, the versatility and the way players are playing. And to get, you know, obviously only three players on the bench last night. I'm uh, sorry, on Tuesday night. It, it, it can be a little bit of a worry when you look at it because you think it doesn't give you the full options. But we do have that versatility, as we said. And, it, you know, we, we can slot players into other places and, Taylor Charters coming into the squad and doing that is, you know, yeah. just for that. Um, <clears throat> pardon me, we've got a message from Liam Burbick. He's put uh, stuck at work on night shift, uh, headphones in, listening to my weekly fix of the Heed Army podcast. Thank you very much. Um, Telford, good uh, good evening, uh, gents. Good gesture from Telford, uh, providing their supporters with vouchers for food and drink on Tuesday night. Uh, yeah, really well fantastic, that. Ah, that's, it is really good. Um, as I say, we, both me and you were um, picking up the pies to the uh, Telford commentary team as well, weren't we? Uh, uh, I think they were quite, 
I seen one of the Telford fans that had one of the Balti pies, and she was very impressed. Yeah, this uh, I seen the photo that she, she even gave a detailed uh, photo of it with the lid off and everything. Uh, and, oof, that's dedication to the pie porn. Um, <laughs> absolutely fantastic. We've got another message here from David Tron. Uh, please do, like everyone else, if you want to send a message, send in. That's what we want. Uh, remember, subscribe as well. We've got a load of subscribers this last week. Uh, we've had 11 this week. It's been fantastic. Uh, what a night on Tuesday night. The atmosphere was amazing. Fair play to Telford. They gave it a go, but eventually the heat was just too strong for them. And it's a transitional team. They've got a new manager. They're bringing in new players. They're not the worst side we've seen at the stadium this year. Um, so, I said that. yeah, um, you would imagine they're going to get things happening there. But right. Uh, um, the midfielder called Baker. I like him a lot. I think yeah. He's well, we're just going to play an advert from our sponsors and we'll be back very, very shortly. Yes, that is how you, uh, well, that, sorry, that isn't how you like and subscribe. That is uh, the, uh, what do you call it? That is the sponsors. And Hello, everybody. Remember to like and subscribe and share the show. I've been warned I've got to make a new one of them with uh, both Jack and Sophia. So uh, there will be a new one on the way. Um, so if anyone... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's got what to do with that. Uh, just while we're on about subscri uh, subscribers as well, look, oh, there you go. Only 36% uh, of people watching are subscribed. So come on, you get in there, everybody. Get subscribed and help us re get more of an algorithm and reach more people. Uh, we've got a couple of messages here. We've got one from Mason Ford. What do you think of Luke Charman leaving for Darlow? Uh, leaving Darlow? Yeah, he's signed for, is it Oldham or Rochdale? One of the two. Uh, so. Yeah, no, it happened today. Um, I think I've seen about five o'clock. So, yeah, uh, it's a big move. He's been scoring a lot of goals for Dolo. It'll be a big blow to Dolo, that. Um, yeah, that. Definitely the way they've been climbing the league. Uh, how many minutes has uh, Elliot played in the last two seasons? Sorry to say it's injury after injury. Just been unfortunate, hopefully. Um, you know, definitely a player that if we can get him fit and get him back. I mean, I'll give you an example. Um, John Shaw. When he first came, we didn't get the best of him. He was injury prone, and then all of a sudden he had them goal scoring seasons. So, you know, it just it can happen to a player and just have an unfortunate run. Look at look at JJ O'Donnell. You know, that's... yeah. yeah you... Uh, was it Roger who said it? Uh, was yeah. It? yeah. I apparently... appreciate what what uh, eh? it was. Ro it was Rochdale that he went to on a two and a half year deal. I appreciate what Roger says, but I think he's get him fit. He's he's a fantastic footballer. He's yes. a really really good footballer. He's he put a centre off midfielder going back to centre off. I think he's excellent. I really do. I'd say you can play a midfield as well. After saying yeah. a big fan of him, um, right? Just uh, having a look at uh, what I've got written down here. Just so we can, uh, don't miss anything. I see we've got uh, Jack McGregor joining us very shortly, and we've got Ross Black joining us later on. So please do get in. And also, as well, if you are just joining us, how, did you enjoy Tuesday night? Did you go down to Hereford as well? Um, got to listen to the second half of the Hereford game. Um, sorry, I, I tell a lie. I got to listen to the, uh, about a third of the first half as well, about uh, 15 minutes. And it we grew into that game, and you know. 
especially coming away with a 2-0 win down at Hereford, considering the result that they pulled off on Tuesday night uh, against Minster, shows you that what a good result that was. Um, so it is just, you know, it, it it's just another shot in the arm to show you that we're, you know, we're, we're worthy of being up there. Of course, the league table doesn't lie. And when I talk about the league table, I can bring it up here. So there we are at the moment. There is the league table. We're sitting top on 47 points, Brackley. Um, they're just behind us, but failed and Chorley, um, a few points behind. They've got a game in hand, though. Kittyminster as well. They've got three games in hand. Uh, sorry, two games in hand. So, you know, they, they can get close, but there's a little pack just starting to pull away a little bit now. I'm not counting my chickens, that high. Oh, no, I'm not counting my chickens, but you, I mean, you're often. <laughs> but the thing is, it's nice to be in that pack because normally we could be like, you know. We're normally chasing it down. We're normally, you know, sitting around about ninth or tenth and looking up, going, "Well, we need to get a run together so these people don't get too far away." Well, you know, we want to get this run together so we can get too far away with the other teams as well. Granted, um, so yeah, it, it's it's looking pretty rosy up there, isn't it, at the moment? But halfway through the season, <laughs> there's a long, long yeah, way to go. We, but we have played a lot of the big teams already and won. Um, that thing is, Davy, we've got past 45 points, so we shouldn't get relegated. Oh, no, 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 I, I, I think they were pretty safe from that. <laughs> uh, you would, you would hope so anyway, wouldn't you? You always uh, want to hit the magic 45, though, didn't you? I certainly do. Um, <laughs> well, before we have um, Jack join us, a little preview towards Leamington uh, this weekend. This is what Lewis Story had to say on Gated FC TV to Jack McGraggan. Uh, remember, as we always say, like and subscribe to Kids FC TV as well. And uh, this is what Lewis Story had to say um, in the build-up for the game at the weekend. Louis, obviously uh, another big game coming up this weekend here at the International Stadium with, with Leamington visiting this Saturday. But just first off, off the, the back of Tuesday night, obviously how are the, the boys looking in, in terms of their, their fitness and, and everything? Um, the group's in a, a good good place this moment in time. We've, we've Put together a couple of good wins and some strong performances as of recent, uh, which is contributing to the position that we're in. Um, and really looking forward to the game on Saturday to build on what we what we've put in place over the last couple of weeks. And so, in in terms of availability and sort of available selection, selection is it virtually the the same as it kind of has been the last couple of games? Really? Yeah, I don't think there'll be much change from Tuesday in terms of um, selection. There's a couple of players that were just managing their load since the since the game on Tuesday picked up a couple of couple of knocks, but nothing uh, too major, which will change the the landscape of of selection for Saturday. Um, and hopefully we're going to have a couple of players back uh, adding to that group in, in the coming weeks or so as well so uh, as every day passes we're getting stronger as a group and obviously going top of the league with a, a win on Tuesday still obviously pretty close up there with, with Brackley just a, a point behind but in that sort of status phase does it potentially add something for, for other teams playing you that it makes you sort of the I suppose the, the team to beat in the division in a sense I think that's natural from oppositions to have that have that um, extra motivation when you're playing top of the table, especially away from away from home. Uh, I think the most important thing is actually what the what the feeling and what the reaction is uh, in our own group. And ultimately, nothing's changed, which is really good. It's only about the next game is the most important game. Um, we've looked at our last two games 
with the performances in the win. We've picked out some good areas of strength that we want to cement as part of our as part of our uh, performance and our, our identity going forward. Um, we've also pointed out some areas that we can continue to work on and strengthen so that we can just keep on evolving and it's that mentality that that we want which is you know it's it's about the performance it's about the win on Saturday um and the the league table doesn't really come into mind too much for for us as a group we just focus on what we can control which is we're training and then what performance come come match day obviously at home again on on Saturday Lennon this time the, the team come to visit have been on a a somewhat rough run of form recently, but are a, a team who've who've got a win over yourselves earlier in the season, so definitely not a, an easy game for you, is it? Definitely not. Um, you know, we've analysed them today, and we'll we'll look at them again tomorrow and prepare the group for for a tough game. Uh, they pose some some threats that we'll have to deal with, which um, they they give us problems with the same sort of threats. The last time we played them at their place. We had a lot of possession um, and we were limited to real goal scoring opportunities. So that's something that you know we're aware of and that we've been working on. Um, and it's and it's something that we're you know we're going to put right on Saturday because um, the boys are in a good um, run of form uh, and, and feelings good amongst the group and really looking forward to the game. And um, we know it's a, it's a game that if we hit the right levels in terms of our intensity, uh, our energy. Uh, that we should get the result that we want. And in terms of sort of a, the attacking side of things, obviously the the top scoring team in the division at the minute, and in a bit of a, a unique way, we've got three players that have, have all had double figures now with with Cole Black at reaching ten on Tuesday. I mean, how much confidence does that give you as you know, sort of coaching staff? You got players in in that kind of form at the top end of the pitch when maybe in in past seasons that's sort of been a, a struggle for for the side a little bit. Yeah, I think it's it's really good for the individuals, for Paul, Keds, um, Maka, you know, AC's um, chipping in with goals, but creating a lot of goals as well. So as a as a group of attacking players, um, it gives them that extra confidence, which uh, can only lead to more to more goals, no doubt. So that they're more ruthless, they bat themselves in their in them scenarios, in situations, in and around the box. From a coaching team, uh, their quality's never been in doubt. You know, we brought them in, or they're, they're at the club because we know what what they're capable of, um, and. I must say credit goes to them in terms of they get their goals and they take their opportunities through their quality, but also through hard work. You know, they lead, they lead the line for the team really, really well. You know, they, they allow us to press from the front to win the ball back as high up the pitch as possible, constantly put the team, the opposition team under pressure, out of possession, stretching the back line, um, in possession. You know, they've been working on their movements and their patterns. Uh, and I'm just really happy that, obviously, as a collective, they're all getting, you know, good goal tallies. Um, AC's chipping there with goals and getting assists for us as well. Um, and, it's, you know, it's, it's evidence of a lot of hard work paying off and long may it continue. Well, there you go. That was uh, Lewis' story there. It's, uh, it's always good value for interviews. We're going to bring Jack on very, very shortly. Um, he's with us now, but we've got a few messages to read out. Apparently, uh, well, one second, I'll read this one first. Elliot is a quality centre-back. Unlucky for the lad of the last couple of setbacks. Definitely agree. This one here, I didn't say this, and I, I rate him as probably one of the best strikers in the league after our boys, but Harry Cardwell is signed for Southend. So that weakens Chorley's uh, strike force. Uh, yeah. 
He's a hell of a striker, him. To be honest, uh, he, big playing, unit now, isn't he? playing below his level, definitely playing but well. He's went up a level now, but uh, I say that you know, if you're looking around it for positives, that, that's definitely got to be one. And uh, see, we've got 46. Sorry. I mean, I know you've got how, how much money have they got for these guys like Charming and. Well, it, it's a strange oh, one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, right, we couldn't go for this one. What a fantastic save by Chapman in the first half uh, against Hereford. If that had gone in, the result would have been very different. And uh, also, we've got this message here. Keep turning up late for these podcasts. DM me. Well, who wasn't late and he was bang on time? It's Jack McGregor. Hello, Jack. How are you doing? He's all right. How are you doing? Oh, Not too bad, Jack. Um, I all good. Can I complain, like? I saved a fantastic night on uh, on Tuesday. A uh, combination of a lot of hard work, but the hard work isn't over. Um, but just we've had you on a couple of times to talk about your your work uh, promoting the club. But uh, the 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 videos that you've been putting up, the little bit behind the scenes, and some of the uh, action shots from pitch side as well. I say it's uh, got a really good. Um, reaction in the last couple of days? Yeah, it seems to have <clears throat> gone down all right. I know it was a bit of a weird time when the, the pitch side one went out this morning. It was like 10 in the morning when it went out because I didn't want to sort of put it out too late on the Thursday because then it's gone after like the Saturday preview stuff. So I feel like it would have felt a bit weird. But yeah, it's like, I don't know, the pitch side stuff, something I've like wanted to do for a, a little while, but it's more just having like people to do kind of other stuff around. So on Tuesday, I was a bit fortunate that <clears throat> Heaven didn't have a, a game. So Josh was uh, doing the Twitter on Tuesday. So I just went and, and filmed the stuff from behind the goals since I didn't have to sort of worry about doing the, the Twitter at the same time, really. Yeah, and I've said to you a few times, your, your footage this year is absolutely beautiful. It doesn't matter if it's interviews or, or action shots. It's uh, it's looking absolutely fantastic. Um, you, obviously, you're in and around the team uh, on a daily basis. Uh I'm guessing that the atmosphere at the minute is quite good. It's it's always quite like positive. To be fair, I mean, even after obviously you had like what the the Blythe and the the Chorley games, it wasn't like you know end of the world. We've lost a couple of games. Everyone's down and negative and whatever. I think it's more like a a thing. It's sort of a mentality that like I think Mike and and Busted and that try to sort of breed throughout the team and that. And I think it just kind of rubs off on everyone a bit when they're around the place, like even sort of players who who come in and it doesn't sort of take them too long to kind of settle in really. Um, but to be fair, ever, ever since I've like been around the club like full time, so like last three seasons, it's always been like a, a positive atmosphere and that type of thing. There's never really been anyone like upsetting the, 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 the kind of atmosphere yeah, of the, the squad or anything like that. Yeah. I couldn't think of what the word was I was trying to go for there. <laughs> Stop me that trying to go for big words. I try to avoid them now. Um, but let's uh, see, so we've got a bit of message there from Joe. Love to say to you. Um, let's see, have you got any others in the works at the moment? Because I know you've, you've done like the um, the, the Century Club with uh, with Greg Ollie and, and a couple other ones. Are, are you, have you got anything in mind for your next video? Um, I want to next week because we don't have a midweek game next week. I want to try and film like a more of a um, I don't know if you've ever seen like stuff that like the England account does quite a lot where they just do like more sort of like art stuff with the players where they're doing like bits of games and quizzes and stuff like that. Because I think I've I did one in pre season with like Adam Cameron and Ryan Bolton 
And then at the start of the season, I wanted to try and do those sort of every now and again. But then I started doing them inside things instead and it kind of took all my time up. So I wanted to try and and do something like that or film something like that next week because there's a bit more time on me. Hands earlier in the week. Um, so we'll see how that goes or, or how long that takes us to do because you end up filming it and then you sit down to try and edit it and it takes like way longer than you actually think to do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Surely you've got to sit, do something about the Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Have you not uh, seen not seen the picture the that? Yeah, he, huh? he put all the he put all the strikers uh, in uh, heads on the Fantastic Four. Um, no, I don't think I've seen it. Uh, so I think Mickey's trying to get you to make a Marvel superhero movie with them now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, you're always very busy uh, throughout the season. I know that, especially on a match day. And obviously, we had the massive game, the FA Cup game, and I would imagine. Things were just manic around that time. I know those, the press was, well, just uh, there in force. The TV and everything was that enjoyable <coughs> once it was over, or did you get to enjoy any of it during it? Um, I'd say I think it was quite manic for. Well, I mean, literally after what well, after we won the ulti replay, there was like people sending emails in, literally like on the bus on the way back at like eleven o'clock. I was thinking like this is going to continue for like two weeks up to the Charlton game, but it was more this. I know I listened to like uh, Daniel Wales, who's did the the commentary with you before. He did like a an interview with Rory Mitchinson that used to do the the club's press stuff back like around I think maybe just after the Wembley season or something. Yeah. And then he was sort of going on about. Uh, the third round game against West Brom and the kind of coverage off that and how it all kind of ramped up. It was sort of similar with that to the Charlton game in a sense. I mean, it's like, it's the first time since I've been here that we've had like a live TV coverage. So there was a lot of stuff from my EV and sort of the masking like, Oh, can we do this? And can we do that? And then like coming in and setting cameras up and yeah. they had like their two massive floodlights attached on the side of the ground and all sorts. But like, even just like pre pre-match like in the, the week leading up to it you had a lot of sort of inter- interview requests and stuff like that from press who you wouldn't usually hear from because it's a bit more of a, a story so it was just a lot busier in terms of sorting like accreditation out and in, in interviews and stuff like that really that's fantastic and uh i, I mean i know they you would have seen that did the uh, any of you was to make a scene up did the 3d uh footage for the ghoul uh, that took a lot of editing to do, by the way. <laughs> what a pain. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, but, but did you notice the drone uh, that was up on the Charlton game? The drone? Yeah. Um, what, ITV? The one ITV had up? Yeah. Was, uh, I, think was... I, only, I think I only noticed it was there when I, like, watched, like, I don't know, like, the, the day after, a couple of days after or something, I just watched, like, the, the build-up out of Curiosity because obviously they came in to do that thing with Mike and, and Louie where they were in the dressing room for a bit. Yeah. So I was curious to see like how long that was or what they'd actually filmed and, and stuff like that. And then I saw like pretty much they had a drone flying over the stadium that to be honest I hadn't actually noticed, I don't think, when the game was on. Because, uh, obviously I know like most of the people at the at the match are watching on telly, but the, the people that were listening to us on, on uh, the, the commentary for that, um halfway through the game I said to Mark, I think we're under alien uh, and uh, an alien invasion here because I was doing like, a purple and blue light. Uh, it's probably like <laughs> <laughs> oh man are you going to invest in the drone then Jack I don't have enough money for that they're expensive right, I'm going to I tell spent you... enough money on my camera yeah I'm going to tell you the story about the drone right and, um, 
you know, when lockdown first happened, I was looking online and I seen one and it was like a good brand, but like the, the budget version. And I thought, oh, I could get some footage with that, you know, like football like along the stand and the fans are, uh, you know, when it's full. Anyway, so I bought it. I tested it in the house. It nearly took my wife's head off. And she said, go outside of it. Right, literally had just bought it and I, I crashed it on the neighbor's roof straight away. <laughs> all, the neighbors, all the neighbors come out and had a laugh at us. And then, like, the like the, the manliest neighbor in the street who had ladders goes, I'll go up and get it for you. So, yeah, go up and get it. So, I had broke it and then I sent my wife, I'm gonna have to test it. And she had a hold of it and she goes, Don't press it yet. And I didn't, and then he took her finger off. So, she didn't for a few days in London with that. So, don't buy a drone, don't buy a drone, but uh, yeah. But um, no, that's I say it, it's 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 an exciting season so far. You know, there's a lot happened. We've got the FA Cup, but we're only halfway through it, and it it doesn't feel like we're only halfway through. It feels like we're a good chunk through, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a bit of a. I think it probably be, a part of it's probably because last season. I think we. I think I was having a look the other day, and I think we only played like what, fourteen games or something last season before it got yeah. cancelled. So it's like you're having that many weeks last year where like games would just get called off, so you wouldn't have a game for like two weeks and it was all just a bit weird but oh, it's, what, I think it's basically smack bang midway through the season now I think we've on t- just on 21 now so long way to go yet and I mean there isn't way well, I'd be surprised if anyone is going to be like a, a runaway in, in terms of the league at least I mean you've got like what at the minute there's like us Brackley filed Kidderminster still got a few games in hand and they'd be like right up there Chorley have been doing quite well recently Southport I don't think I've lost for about 12 games yeah, so it's like there's quite a lot of teams at the top end that are doing quite well. That I'd imagine it'll be quite tight. It certainly is, and of course, with the news that we just found out there, that obviously Charman's left um, Darlington. They were on a good run, trying to get into the playoffs, very close. And then obviously Chorley, Straker, and Cardwell leaving. It, it really, uh, you know, mixes up the mixes up the broth a little bit more, doesn't it? It uh, adds a lot more dimensions, but. Talking about our lads, obviously we're the highest goal scorers in the league, um, and to have three players, that three strikers scoring, <laughs> Adam Campbell chipping in as well, four four strikers finding the back of the net regularly is uh, I don't think I've ever known the likes of Gates. Said it, it must be quite exciting for you for all the the photos and videos that you edit. Yeah, I mean it's easier for me to do stuff when we're scoring and doing well, so it makes my life a bit easier, but. I mean, it's like comparing it to sort of last couple of seasons, it's always felt like, I don't know, we've had sort of like one person who's been like the main sort of goal scorer, whereas like this season, like say literally Blackie getting two on Tuesday means you've got three that are all in double figures. And then there's a few that are kind of chipped in with a few off the off the back of that as well. So it's like you don't feel as if, say, if, if one of them, got injured or something and was out for a couple of weeks, you wouldn't be thinking of, like, Jesus, where the goal's going to come from because there's that many other people who have been scoring regardless. Yeah, and just another one, Mr Luke as well, thank you very much for your message. Uh, Marcus Carver leaving Southport as well. So, you know, there's a lot of teams have lost a bit of goal power. Um, so, <clears throat> it, just, it just adds to the story about what's going to happen this season and we're looking forward to it unfolding. And as uh, I say, Jack, we'll look forward to seeing what comes out next, uh, what things you, you uh, bring out for. And uh, say thank you very much and keep up the good work. Thank you for joining us again. Cheers. Yeah, thanks a lot, lads. Again, Keep watching. Seeing what you're doing, Jack. You're doing a great job, mate. Cheers. Thanks a lot, Mickey. Yes, thank you. Bye. Cheers. Cheers. There we go, Jack. Absolutely fantastic to have him on and uh, nice to give him a bit of a 
a mention because he does a lot of fantastic work. Um, right. Yeah, well, as I say, we want you down on a match day. And uh, as I say, we, we do enjoy doing a company, but it's better being at the game. So please do get down. And when we come back from this next little video, we'll be with Ross Black. I don't know what happened at the end of that video. There's gates of badge was supposed to be behind it, so I don't know what's happened there. But from things looking bad to things looking beautiful, Ross is with us now. How are you doing? Hi, lads. You all right? I'm doing well. I'm doing yeah. well. I'd I'd better know, Ross. Oh, a lot better, I Thank you. Uh, oh, good. Good. Yeah. Um, see, we had the lads on from Inspired and uh, the team last week, and uh, things are... You know, looking very positive from the foundation. Another string to the bow with the club with that team uh, being introduced. But uh, we spoke to, uh, obviously, the lads, and there's a lot of work to be done to get that team to the Costa Blanca. Um, is there anything that you want to add in the way fans can get involved to help with with getting them there? Um, yeah, so luckily enough, I met the lads today. So we, uh, we had another meeting with the club and the foundation ourselves were inspired. Um, we've got... Now in place two butter collections for upcoming home games, um, so they'll be they'll be announced when it's all set in store. So that'll be good, you know. Yeah. Just to, so the the lads as well who will be involved in the tournament will be there. So you can chat to the lads when you're on the way in the ground. You know, inside the concourse area, I'm sure you'll see them. It'll be good just to get them familiarised with the rest of the fan base. You know, because they are going to be another Gated FC team out there. Um, we've got a we're going to have a big push on player sponsorship, That'd as if like the normal first team does, you know, in the ladies team. So you can sponsor a player once the teams are announced. That'll be another big way. Um, we've had talks about potentially doing a twenty-four hour football match. Yeah, that was mentioned last week. That'd be so. That'd be good if we can get that streamed as well, so you can donate whilst watching the stream. That was something we talked about today, which we'd hope to get involved in. Um, and from a foundation point of view, you know we're. we're are going to be doing it's not just a one off thing. We're hoping to take this further so that we can compete under the Gated FC banner in Britain, in yeah. leagues, in competitions with fellow found fellow disability teams up and down the country. And you know, I feel like this is just the start of things to come, hopefully. I say that we, we sorry, I'll, I'll just say this and then I'll make it just to say it's another string to the bow. We would say we the, how far we've come in such a short space of time since we all know what happened. Um, to have a ladies team and now moving on to having this and having a, a disability team is just showing you how much the club is growing and reaching out. 100%, you know, like I say, there's, we'll get on the other stuff with the foundation as well after we speak about Inspired, but the, it's great that they felt comfortable to come on board with the foundation and the club. We've got a good, we're building relationships there that are, are going to take the club to the next level. And we're also, I think also we're learning as a club 
that we are a hub of the community. And I feel like since we've became fan-led and local business-led, it's really had that feel to it, which, of course, I've always had a great relationship with, like, Graham Wood was in charge. This time we've got to go out there and do it ourselves. And I feel like as a foundation, and a shout-out to the trustees as well who work non-stop to get these links and make sure that these links are out there. And I feel like we are, we're getting we're getting to a point now where we're starting to see a bit of growth and the names out there a lot more. And I think that coincides with the feeling inside the stadium as well. Even before results flew up at the start of the season, it did feel a, a much more community feel to things. And you do what I notice as well on a match day is you do see a lot more families there now. And I feel like with the work the foundation's doing, the club's doing, and just the overall match day experience, that can be a, a good way to start. You know, seeing all the young lads and lasses coming to see the Gated and hopefully being the number one team is what you want. Definitely, definitely. I mean, uh, midweek games, we always struggle. Nearly 900 there on Tuesday. I think the previous Tuesday we had a game that was something similar. And over getting over 1,000 on a Saturday. So things are starting to go up. And that's that's got to have something to do with the community-based theme in the club. It's got to have. For my, in my opinion, it does anyway. Yeah, I think it works hand in hand. I think if you if you're inside the community as well, and enjoying the football club, then it comes to a point where you want supporters there that aren't going to come just when we're doing well. Because at the moment we've got to capitalize on the good performances we are doing, but we've also got to build a platform where the services we're doing in the community is then reflected in fans being brought on. So yeah. that would be that would be one for the future. I mean, obviously, when the foundation you know, uh, was got put in place, it coincided with the pandemic starting. And it was kind of a, I'm not going to say baptism of fire, but the, the, the foundation was maybe drawn into things that it didn't think it was going to be drawn into. And, you know, I know it wasn't done for a PR side, but it goes a long way when, you know, people on social media was seeing Ben Clark, the gated tops out there, people doing things in the club being seen to be active in helping the community when it wasn't about the football, it was about the community and everyone around here and to make sure everyone was all right. And also on a mental health front as well, with the phone number that was out there, there were so many strings to that bow that were tied up straight away and were put into action that maybe you would think could probably take a little while. It, you know, it, 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 I think it put the foundation in a light that maybe elevated it a little bit quicker than what it would have just, you know, reaching out initially. It, it, it got it got knee deep into the community uh, right at the beginning. Yeah, 100%. Like, even just before the pandemic, we were lucky enough to get links with the Gated Food Bank. And before one of the home games, we had a big, massive food collection. And I don't I don't think we knew how big it was going to take off and how well the, the fan base would respond and the Gated Foundation would... Uh, the Food Bank, sorry, were over the moon with how much food was brought in by the fan base. You know, they said it was huge. Yeah. And that's one thing we are still going to do. We had we had three dates slotted in and yeah. due to COVID and the FA Cup and that, we haven't managed to get that done yet. But that's definitely one thing we're going to be doing upcoming. And there's a few things, you know, like Ben and doing such a good job and the other coaches are on board. We're now in six schools in the gated area. So that's fantastic. I know that was always a big thing ever since I've been a Gated fan and the club wanting to get into schools and whether it was a case of getting it done 
or you know not having the resources to get it done um having it now in place is just as i say we, we keep saying that there's so many positives at the moment and it, it, it but it all goes down to the hard work of the people behind the the foundation you know people like yourself and you see the trustees yeah, you know, the whole trustees, I, I, I list them all off, but they probably wouldn't want a thing, but the, the work they do, you know, behind the scenes, the, the put in the hard yards, the, the tender meetings, the apply for grants, they get things done. Um, like I say, the, the walking football sessions, you know, they've been very successful. We've got four well, on yeah. now in the area. We're not selling out. Every time you look, they're full. Yeah. yeah, they're very busy. And the good thing is for me is we're getting different people in of all ages for the open ones and then the select ones. We're getting people who are coming in for the first time, maybe, and they're feeling comfortable. And the good thing for me was I've seen two people who I've seen in the foot, walking football then in the crowd. You know yes. what I mean? And it's something that you hadn't... It, it's all about one community and one big fan base, and that's what, you know, getting people out there, getting healthy, you know, having exercise, walking football. And I know it's just walking. It sounds silly, but when you do it, it's it's tough, yeah. you know? <laughs> it, it, it's not easy. Yeah. Um, you don't have to get as bad as mine. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Junior Heed Club as well. You'll notice that that's yeah. on again this Saturday. You know, so for any young kids mm. who are massive Gated fans, or even if they're not, you know, they just want to play football. They get a good coaching session with Ben. You know, I've seen him work. He's brilliant at what he does, and that's on every Saturday. You know, you can just go on our website, the Gated Foundation website, and you can register there and get that done before match day on a Saturday. Saying the kids can go have a train session with Ben, and then hopefully come watch the lads at three o'clock. You know, and yeah. It, I, when I was a kid, you know, we, we went. I just turned up the matches, and I had that on top. You know, it'd be brilliant, and I feel like that would be uh, for the young heat army coming through. That would be perfect. It is. It's as I say. You, you mentioned that the clubs planting, you know, planting seeds, and was was starting to see things flourish from that, and that's you know. It, someone might be watching now and going, well, it was only two people come along, but if you're doing that each month, each year, it keeps building up and building up. And as I say, I just think the, 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 I'm trying to think of the word, the, the, the reputation of the club now is so much better because of this hard work that's been done in the community. And, uh, you know, you'll know as a Gated fan, when people ask you, you're known as, as a Gated fan, that, that I've had people tell, you know, ask us about it because they've seen it and it's like well that's great that's what it's doing its job it's, it's doing its purpose 100 percent. and i feel like like little stuff one thing we are doing is working with local charities in bensham so we're not just in one set area of the yeah. we, the whole town we're in different parts so we're in bensham uh, provide football coaching for under underprivileged and struggling families to ensure that they've got the facilities to do that and they're getting the proper coaching they're not left out and that was a, one of the big things as well. You see in our soccer camps, we ensured that it was open to all and it wasn't just a select few, you know. And I feel like that's very important. We've got to be inclusive and um, we can't discriminate. You know, there's a that's one thing, you, no matter where you're from, who you are, you know, you, you, you're welcome no matter what level of gated. And I think the foundation reflects that perfectly. Well, if you ever want anything pushed for the foundation, please do get in contact with us and we'll try and make um videos for that i've got a few messages here for ross but we've got one here from cow daily absolutely tremendous what's happening at the club on and off the pitch in the community you all deserve tremendous credit up the heed and um talking about a bit of credit you, you turned into a hero uh up at blythe uh 
Let's see what we've got here. Well done, Ross. Uh, the live game, Caroline as well. Well done, Ross. Great response. And uh, Mr. Luke as well has done the same. Um, I see, you know, I don't think anyone ever goes to a match thinking they'll have to jump on the pitch to stop play because someone's um went down. But you know, it takes a bit of guts to have the the the, the four you know to be forthright and do it and major credit and thankfully the the the, the fellas all right. Yeah, the fellas all right. That's the main thing, you know. I just <laughs> it, it just feels a bit weird. Oh, it was just instinct. It was no nothing special to me, you know what I mean. And I know. I look back at it and probably think, Christ, I just ran on the pitch. I, I don't know how I got out of the fence, to be honest. I think that's the, that was the main thing everyone was shocked <laughs> well, at. I couldn't believe the turn of pace, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> was that something I thought you were going to stick? It, it, that, honestly, that pitch is heavy, man. That is heavy pitch. <laughs> oh, um, that's why you were blown at the end, is it? <laughs> yeah, that's so why I, I didn't fully get over to the... Uh, didn't even make it fully over to the dugout. But um, but no, I'm just glad, you know, a fellow Heed fan is all right, you know what I mean? And, that's the main thing because you've seen some scary stuff lately and uh, a good outcome. Yeah, that's the main thing. Definitely, and, and, and like, eight for six. God knows what it's done to you. A bit of a shock, like, but like you say, at the end it was all right, and that's the main thing. I, I mean, one one little like funny thing we can take from it is so Bernard McWilliams had put a post about you know because obviously passionate derby game, you know, telling people don't jump on the pitch for score and things like that. And I think Bernard got a heart attack when he seen someone run on the pitch because <laughs> oh no, it's Ross. I'm gonna have to ban him. <laughs> well, that would be my luck, wouldn't it? Flying top of the league and I get banned after watching. Yeah. <laughs> even even the steward was gonna throw you out. I know. Even at the end, to be fair to Nicky Davidex, you know what I mean. I know he's blithe, blithe player. I know, but he, yeah. he even said the steward, "What are you doing?" <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's crackers, but yeah. I, I just put Robbie Taylor now. Yeah, Probably and then obviously at the, the gated bench, you know, Chrissy Bell was straight up and he was in he was there straight away, didn't mess about. Um but I it was just a good response by everyone. Just yeah, and next thankfully, time thankfully next time we'll have three points off them, that would yeah, be nicer. It would be, would be but thankfully we're all sitting here smiling at the end of the day. Yeah, that, I wanna ask Ross something now. I yeah. want the subject of getting younger fans in. You remember the Heed Youth? It was you and was it Andy and RLM? To, to be fair, you'll see on the you probably see on the uh, the clothesline on Tuesday. There's a massive contingent of young fans coming through, and uh, you see it on social media as well a lot. You know, a lot of young lads who are just coming to get yeah. it. And one good thing is obviously you've seen the academy setup we've got, yeah. and a lot of these young lads who are playing under the Gateshead FC academy banner are then coming to watch Gateshead on a Saturday because yeah. they've got access to it. And I feel like that's massive for building us going forward. Um, I think it just happens a bit more organically now whereas back in the day it was literally you go at the match and that was it whereas now we've got other elements of the club like the foundation the academy where it helps grow it that way and I feel like that builds the links a bit stronger and it's a bit more well, the, the proof, stable yeah, the growing proof, a fan base yeah, the proof's in the pudding when you look at the attendances this season you know we're averaging over a thousand which is um, just fantastic and it just shows you how well things are working but um, as I said, just before we let you go, Ross, um, big game on Saturday uh, against Leamington. I'm going to put you on the spot and ask for a prediction. Oh, I don't know why, but I hate playing Leamington. Yeah. Uh, like... I was like that with Telford last night. When the, well, sorry, on Tuesday night when they scored. I was like, oh, no, here we go. Like Everybody like, thought when that goal went in, oh, we've done a gator. Yeah. <laughs> we've exactly. done a gator. 
it's like North therapy all over again. The first thing I texted my dad before the match, I was saying, Oh, I just hope gated, don't do a gated. And yeah. then one minute, one minute in with one nil down, I was like, Oh, we've done a gated. But what, not, mate, to be fair, I was at home, I'd fancy us against anyone. I know mm-hmm. Tory did a job on us, but I'd say, it, I'd argue that's the worst we've played, and we still probably deserved a point with the chances we had. I'll argue. It could be I, like that, so but yeah, so and I didn't get to listen to it. Uh, I don't know if there was any commentary, obviously, but uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but like, it was one of them. It was one of the games I feared um, because obviously Charlie had that fantastic FA Cup run last year. They managed to keep most of that squad together. Of course, they've lost Caldwell today. Ah, uh, just want to say that's a big. That could be a big bonus for us. Definitely, and as I say, there's a few strikers. Obviously, the the, the one at uh, Southport who's went to, so yeah, Southport who's went to Hartlepool. Then you've got the other one. So the teams that were chasing us or are chasing us, they've lost a bit of firepower, which is can't be a bad thing. But we'll just have to see how that goes. But uh just gotta what... do our job on Saturday as well, because we know at least one of Brackley and Chorley will be dropping points playing each other. Yeah. yeah. That's, and it. then it then on Tuesday it's filed v Chorley in their games in hand. I know. It's, 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 they've it's, both got games in hand on us, but it's against each other, so that's the main thing. It's uh it's, it's an intriguing couple of fixtures coming up, isn't it? But no. what, was, what was your uh, prediction there? Did you say it or did I miss uh, it? No, well, he tried this. He tried to get rid of it. <laughs> really? I'd, I'd go the Richie Gillis good bet three one. Three one, right? We'll go three one. That's all go yeah, he's got a uh, two nil on Saturday. Uh, I think I, I'm gonna go with three uh, one as well. No, it's gonna a, go with a good bet. I'm gonna. I'm gonna we, we've always got a. A silly one in us, so I'll, I'll go 2 1 because I fancy 3 1 myself, but he's two have said 3 1, so I'll see a 2 1. Oh, well, Mickey's going to make it a little bit tighter, a little bit more. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just make us all nervous in yeah. the last few minutes. Oh, well, well, Ross, thank you very much. We'll have you on again soon. Please do contact us for anything you want to push, uh, and we'll we'll have you on, or we'll make an advert for you and, and uh, push anything that's happening with the foundation. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you very much. Just keep an eye on all our social media and you'll see things going out in the next few months because we've got loads of things planned coming up going into summer. So that'll be great. All right, fantastic. Okie dokie then. Well, we'll see you later on, Ross. Cheers, Ross. guys. Bye now. Yeah, well, we've only got a few minutes left, but we'll, see, well, we'll keep going because we've still got things to talk about, Mickey. We've got GFC Ladies. They've got a game yeah. uh, eventually on Saturday or Sunday, hopefully. Sunday, aye. They've got Chester Street Amazons at home. Two o'clock kickoff if you want to come down and support the lasses. Apparently, there's a few signings relatively imminent. Oh, are you hearing things on this infamous grapevine? I am, but nothing's confirmed yet. But it'll uh-huh. be absolutely fantastic to see the lasses play again. Definitely. Uh, I was down watching Mickey Gray's Bowling play against Concert the other day just to. Get into the habit of watching the lasses again. It's uh, been pretty frustrating for the lasses. Yeah, starting to some of the girls down there. Well, hopefully, we'll see. We'll get um, some of the. We'll hopefully get the manager on as well, Simon, and get a few of the players on as well in the coming weeks once they get back into the swing of things. Um, so yeah, as I say I think we've got everything here. Well, obviously, just if you are just joining us or you've come in late, you may have not have seen that we do have a new website now, heedarmy.com. So if you want to go on there and uh, have a little follow, but uh, so kind of follow, just bookmark it. 
Um, but what we want you to do is like and subscribe. We've had loads of subscribers lately. It's fantastic. We've got 152, uh, so it's doing really well. But we know 60% aren't subscribers who watch. So go on, hit that subscribe button. Uh, help us try and get more people watching, get the algorithms going. Because we do have, I think we've had uh, over two and a half thousand hours watched this last month, which is fantastic. You know, people are people are watching. Um, but we want to, to get of, want to get more people watching. We're fans listening to your company as well, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Big thank you as well to everyone. I mean, we had uh, I think we had Paul listening in Lanzarote. We had uh, Michael Hood and Jan listening in Tenerife. Uh, we got interrupted in the middle of the commentary to give them a shout out. Uh, we had Dean Siva listening in in Atlanta, Georgia. We had Charlotte Potts listening in from Switzerland. I, I would imagine we had the chairman in Estonia. We, we, so we had you know people all over. It was a really international flavour. And we just thank everyone for it. But if you are listening, you're local, get down. Nothing beats it. That's where you want to be at the game. So, but if you are having to isolate though, or you're ill, uh, we'll be there for you on Saturday. I'm going to be joined by Dan Ward on commentary this Saturday as well. So he's out of injury, but we're going to put him to work on the microphone on uh, Saturday. So that should be really good. Yeah. And also as well, we... sorry, what was that, Piggy? Hope you can find you some of the crack. Oh, we'll find out some secrets from them. And uh, GFC ladies are playing Chesley Street Amazons. Is that right, Mickey? On Sunday? Yeah, yeah. yeah. two o'clock. There we go. Two o'clock uh, kickoff. If you can get yourself down, come down. Definitely. And uh, as I say, in case uh, Debbie Bailey tuned in late, happy birthday there. You are with your giant fishbowl. Uh, so uh, a giant fishbowl and watch the lads on Saturday and the lasses on Sunday. There we go. That's what you want to do. And treat yourself to a schooner for a... Sunday dinner afterwards. Well, uh, what, what more could you want? And on the Saturday as well, why not treat yourself to go into the corporate as well? Uh, so we'll push it all. <laughs> push it all. Everyone, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, ah, well, Debbie on the kick, Debbie on the clothesline, leading the singing. Well, yeah, and then we'll get her on the podcast next week. Uh, I said because well, she was on the BBC. Oh, that was another thing I mentioned. If anyone had seen that, it's on BBC iPlayer. Then wouldn't be. I didn't do not much about no gated footage, sadly. I thought they might have showed his goal, uh, but I don't know when it was recorded, so he might not have scored before when that was recorded. But uh, it would have been nice if they had put a bit of gated footage in. But let's say the, the Baileys were there in force, his brother, his mum, and dad, so it's fantastic. So she's got no excuses now. She's been in front of the big cameras, she can be in front of the little ones now. So it'd be great to have her on. And we're going to get Meg on as well. Uh, so we're going to try and get Meg on. I'll get her on, don't you worry. I'll get her on. She's but on that. Not- I meant to ask Jack. She, she wants now. I showed you that Macaulay picked today. Yeah, she wants to want a Kedwin. Oh, celebrating like that. She wants the glory shot, does she? She, she well, wants. She wants a picture like that with her, her Kedwin. Oh well, there we go. I'm sure we could arrange one, Mickey. If just us two put my arms up in front of the stand. Uh, well, if she was gonna hang it on the fence to scare the dogs and the cats from going in the garden, maybe so. <laughs> That would be the way to do it. But anyway, thank you very much to everyone that's tuned in tonight and messaged in. It really does uh, help uh, the show. It's all about, remember, tell your friends, tell everyone that you sit with at the match. Just say, if you, you know, tap a stranger. Do you watch the Heat Army podcast? Get them on. And we'll have uh, loads more people yeah, talking. Because, yeah, get them down to the match. That's well. Say the people that are sitting around you. Uh, we've got here, oh, well, one last thing. We'll go with this one. A little bit of local news. Uh, Mason Falls, but what do you think of Kevin Phillips being the new Shields manager? Um High caliber, yeah, good look. High caliber, but you know, does the only question mark I would say is, does he understand the level? Um, you know, I know he played non-league, but that was like twenty-eight years ago. 
so uh, or more. Um, you know, a lot's changed, and um, what will he expect from his players, and what can he get from his players? That's the the thing. But a new manager has an effect, and um, there's certainly another chance. But I think that's what we'll we'll see about that. And uh, yeah, so let's see. Let's... I still think it was harsh on Graham Fenton, but who am I to talk? I don't watch Shield, so yeah, and and we don't like Graham Fenton. So anyway, on that note, <laughs> once a Spartan, always a Spartan. Uh, he's still getting paid didn't we right uh, on that note we will see you on Saturday for the commentary and we'll see you next week for the next show Mickey thank you very much as ever and uh, and, uh, we'll see you next time Bye. bye bye